Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's go. Top of the morning. 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 Hey y'all, what's good? Welcome back to another One Piece chapter review. Now I know this is coming out a little bit late. But I was on vacation at a wedding in San Diego and I didn't have time to make a reaction and review video to One Piece chapter 1054. So this right here is going to be me just doing a review because I already read the chapter already and giving my quick thoughts, sight and light, nothing too crazy and some other news that's coming out about One Piece. But before we get into the video, please be sure to subscribe to the channel as well as the notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. As well, if you enjoyed the video, be sure to hit me with a like and leave a comment and let me know your thoughts on this chapter. So without any further ado. Let's just get into it, y'all. So, chapter opens up. We get a little image of what the four emperors are. Got this little color spread that Oda made for us. And Oda came back with a blast, y'all. This is fire right here. I like it. You got Gear 5th Luffy, Blackbeard, Shanks, and Buggy all right here. And we already know Buggy is going to be Pirate King. Okay. But enough about that. The chapter opens up. We get your boy Green Bull walking into Wano. And all of a sudden, the samurai's up on him. As well as Yamato and Momonosuke. Don't know how Yamato and all of them got to this point so fast to cut Green Bull off from getting to the Straw Hats. But, you know, they are trying to keep the Straw Hats since they saved their country from having to deal with any more damage or dealing with any more problems. They're trying their best to hold them off. And Green Bull... He is giving no fucks. And at this point, bro, I think I've decided, yeah, Greenville's double fruit is dope, but man, he is annoying. Boy is a dick rider, son. He is ODing. The amount of the vitriol and his way of thinking and his thought process is just crazy. He believes that just like, yo, if it ain't the will of the government and the way things need to be and the law, then it is what it is. Like, nothing protecting y'all from me bodying y'all, murdering y'all. So, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like, he's like a kind on steroids. And it's crazy for me to have to say that. Like, he believes that you need discrimination in order to make solace. Like, this stuff that he's, like, saying, maybe there's some slight truth to it. I don't know. I'm not the best when it comes to seeing what makes governments work and all that stuff. Or societies work. But, uh, he's nasty, man. Nasty, nasty boy. Brother, this guy stinks! But I will say, like I said, his devil fruit power is pretty, pretty dope. We get the name of the fruit, and it's the forest forest fruit. Or in this, you know, translation with Viz directly, it says the woods woods fruit, which ends up making it a Logia type. Very interesting that it's a Logia type. Wasn't expecting that, but can't complain. You know, throughout the midst of the battle, we do have our samurai trying to put in work, but he is just slapping them back and forth. And, you know, as he's saying that he's going to do anything he can so he can get to Straw Hat Luffy, you got the girl Yamato, Kaido's son, pulling up with the all clubs, slapping him down with some hockey. And he was surprised, too. He was like, oh, that's some tough hockey you got there. He did not see that coming. And he's like, who are you? He's like, I am Kaido's son. Yamato, Come on, Yamato. Get it popping. Get it popping. Greenbow was like, son of Kaido? What? Nani? But what's funny is that during this little skirmish that's happening outside of the flower capital and all that, your boy Momonosuke tried to use a blast breath. And I swore it was about to come out. I swore it was about to come out. But... He just kind of, <laughs> like he had a little asthma attack or something. Nothing came out. Nothing came from it. But maybe next time, Momo. Maybe next time. He really is trying his best to make sure Yamato doesn't have to fight in this battle with them. Because he's trying to show that he can do everything on his own. 
and you know protect Wano with his own means and with the people that surround him. Because like we know, Yamato will most likely be leaving Wano since you know technically she has the fruit that's the guardian of Wano, but most likely gonna go on this journey with Luffy. But from that fight, we then cut to Shanksu. Shanksu, bro, we haven't had a Shank sighting in a minute. And honestly, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. You know, Shanks is now outside of Wano. He's like right there, bro. He's right there. But it's crazy because he decides to not go, which is kind of annoying. But there's a little bit of dialogue and some interesting information that we get here. He's like, wow, Luffy has finally become a great pirate. The fact that he's now on the same, you know, stage, same ranking as Shanks himself, as being an emperor, is very, very impressive. And I can tell that Shanks and his crew and, you know, Lucky Moon and all of them is like, hmm, somebody here don't belong. And I don't know if they talking about uh, Buggy, but come on, bro, we all know Buggy's gonna be king of the pirates. Don't be shitting on Buggy, Shanks. That's your boy. Y'all grew up together. But Lucky Roo is like, yo, let's go see Luffy. Like, come on, it's lit. Yasup is like, yeah, I don't know if I'm trying to see Usopp right now. Let's not rush into that. Come on, bro. Ain't shit dad. They, these ain't shit dads be ODing in one piece. That's no good. And then you got homie acknowledging that, hmm, I wonder if that's not those kid is there. Like, whatever but shanks just looks like he's really really proud in this moment he's looking at luffy's bounty he sees it he's looking like well well like look at all this and then we get a little flashback to when shanks first got the gomu gomu no mi aka the nika nika fruit the human human fruit nika model and we can see you know who's who you know dealing with you know the raid itself of them getting the fruit and they're like yo this is just like this fruit just turns people into rubber i don't understand why they're attacking us is it that deep then we also get the flashback as well of when, you know, Shanks lost his arm for Luffy and putting his faith in him to being a great pirate. Some of the other people on Shanks' crew is also talking about the rumors that they've heard about Luffy, like saying like, yo, he's like some uncontrollable ape of a man. He's some wild beast or whatever. And then out of nowhere, Shanks is like, you know what? I'm not interested in seeing Luffy right now. We got other things that we need to do. You know, we got a, there's some guy that's, you know, flying his flag named Bart. Bart something, which you know is Bartolomeo, who ended up on Shanks' territory and, you know, doing what he probably shouldn't have did. But they're like, yo, we got to handle that because that's going to make us look bad. So let's go do that. And then after that, you know, Shanks is talking to Ben Beckman. He's like, hey, I think we got to make our move. He's like, let's go claim the One Piece. Bro. You what? Casually. Light work. Said it easy. Like, he said it like it was something so regular. Like, let's go... Let's go claim the One Piece. Let's go get that. Like, does that mean that Shanks could have got this the whole time? Or is he just choosing, like, ah, all right, you know what? I think things are starting to line up properly. Like, how much did he really know about the Gomu Gomu no Mi? Did he know that this was going to awaken into, you know, this Sun God Nika ability? Or, you know, did he? is he just being like, you know what? It's time. But from there, we then cut to Navy headquarters. And, boy, there is some commotion going on. They are stressed out. Now, you know, a lot of us have been having some thoughts and wondering, like, yo, what is happening to Sabo? What's going on here? And it seems like they are now calling Sabo Flame Emperor Sabo. You know what? I like it. We got Luffy, who's one of the four emperors, and then we got Flame Emperor Sabo. Honestly, Ace would be proud. Now I ain't gonna lie. When we get the information, you know, 800 years ago, you had the, you know, the original set of, you know, 20 founders that created the Celestial Dragons and all this other stuff and their descendants. Only Nefertari Cobra attended the Reverie this year. And, you know, originally that Kingdom of Alabasta was supposed to be part of, like, the Celestial Dragon stuff. But they decided to decline and, you know, have their own little country and be part of, you know, the regular world. But then we get this headline that says that Sabo is the one who killed Cobra, which... 
Honestly, if any of us have common sense, I'm calling shenanigans. I don't think he really killed Cobra. I think this is such some other stuff going on, some type of cover-up. But, you know, who? maybe he did. I doubt it, though. I really doubt it. But a whole battle apparently ensued in, you know, the land of the gods, in the living area of the Celestial Dragons, where even the hoof of the Celestial Dragons, you know, the symbol of, those, of the world nobles, was destroyed by, you know, Sabo and a few good men. Still in that line from a... King of Lightning, Sabo and a few good men in a declaration of war. And it looks like, you know, Green Bull and Fujitora kind of had a hard time against Sabo and the rest of the crew. And they even ended up being able to save Kuma, which is dope in itself. Kuma deserved to be saved. After what we've seen Kuma go through from the beginning, um, from his first introduction, even thinking he was some type of big threat to realizing how much pain he's been shouldering, him getting saved, <laughs> shout out Sabo and the crew. But then it also seems like Vivi is missing. Now, a lot of people think Razen that one or two things possibly happened. Either Sabo took Vivi, you know, because she was in danger and saw that she may have been in danger and now, you know, Vivi's with him. Or Im Sama and the rest of them, you know, took, you know, Vivi for themselves because we already know that she was a target. So, and they're just blaming it possibly on Sabo just so they can cover it up in some type of way. We already know it's some type of shady stuff, but. It is what it is. But we then cut to a conversation between the director of the Naval Bureau of Investigation, Kuroma Tensei, and Akainu. And they're talking about all the stuff that's been going on in, you know, with the world government, Celestial Dragons, and all the news that's been going on in the world. They're kind of giving a recap of, you know, this big revolution is near. Like, it's coming. Like, this eight-nation revolution. You know, based off what happened after the reverie and everything that Sabo did. You know, this big uproar and this you know uprising of change in the world and within the world government's power is upon itself and they're trying to figure out what's the best way to deal with it without having to cause too much a stir but at this point they definitely know they're a little bit in too deep because the amount of influence they're saying that Sabo now has around the world it's almost like they worship him as if he's some type of god you know the influence that he has they say it might be more influential than Dragon himself not saying he's more powerful but more influential he's become this type of martyr and even Kizaru's like, oh man, now his brother Luffy, you know, is like an emperor of the sea. Like, this is the worst set of circumstances we could possibly have. Like, people are, people are rising up. People are ready for change in the world. Like, there's a revolution, and it's being televised as we speak. And the chapter comes to an end with a kind of looking over a cliff, looking stressed out, bro. He's like, this is one hell of an age I had to be fleet admiral in. But no matter who comes at us... I'll drive each and every one back into the depths of the sea. And the chapter ends right there, bro. Honestly, you know, if I had to get this chapter a rating, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Oda, you came back hot. You came back crazy. And honestly, you can really tell that we're starting to reach the real end game. Like, you know, there was a thing that came out that Oda said that he wants to try to finish in three years. There was another piece of information that said, you know, it's looking like five years. But I feel like, you know, that's the timeline we're looking at. We probably have another about three to five years of One Piece left, which means that, you know, possibly maybe 200, 250 chapters max, you know, possibly after this chapter, I can really see that being the case. You know, there's a couple things that we probably have to do, um, such as, you know, Mary Joie, you know, getting the One Piece. Uh, maybe we go to Rollstar. At this point, I think we're going to skip Elbath. I don't know if we're going to go there. Maybe there'll be some type of prologue type of thing where, you know, Usopp gets to go there. But I feel like because we got a lot of Elbath 
with uh, Big Mom's flashback and kind of like, you know, understanding what the the island itself looks like, Oda may decide that that's not somewhere we absolutely need to go in the main story. But like I said to that point, I really do think that with all the information here, the gears are shifting into this final saga territory and it's real and i'm really really liking where this is going this is a different type of excitement because every other time we've always had some type of you know maybe some type of guess or understanding what the next island or the next arc is going to be based off you know prior details but this time around we, we're just in for a ride also i want to laugh at you know this quote that oda said about people saying like hey you know i'm gearing up for the final saga but, you know, if you just want to join in now, you know, feel free to do so. Like, bruh, the troll that's going on the internet right now about people saying like, yo, the realization when you see that 1,053 chapters of One Piece was just prologue and now the real story is about to start and people just jumping in, it's kind of crazy. And I can see why people might, older might say that, like, yeah, maybe jump in because it's interesting. In the chapter, he shows you information from basically the beginning of the story, chapter one. And he's letting you know what it is. So it'd be interesting. I, I would like to know if there was anybody who decides to jump into One Piece at this point in the story. That'd be a very interesting experiment to see. Because hmm, could be possible. Maybe Oda's not bugging. But let me know your thoughts in the chapter in the comment section below. As well as your thoughts on the video. As well, if you enjoy it, be sure to hit me with a like. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. As well as the notification bell to get notified for more content that I put out. So, on that note, y'all. Enjoy your life. I'm feeling great and feel the vibe. I'm really grateful we alive. And I'm feeling great because lately I've been on the way to something great. And I'm feeling like as I create like every day and I'm on today.